You're listening to the All Sport Breakfast Podcast with Darcy Waltergrave from Newstalk ZB. Let's get amongst it right here, right now. Afternoon test rugby, Elliot. What's going on in the world? How good? Morning, Darcy. Isn't it great? Uh, yeah, 2.35 kickoff this afternoon. Doesn't get much better. It's been um, a long while since the All Blacks have played a, a, certainly a top-tier nation at home in, in the daytime, um, or the middle of the afternoon at least. So, uh, can't, you know, can't get much better than that. Under the roof in Dunedin and, um, you know, daytime footy. How good? No Bledisloe Cup. Plainly, that's already been packed up for the 21st year. We get that. Rugby Championship's done. It's all about prep for... Uh, the World Cup, but it's also about a couple of guys playing their way onto the plane. That team comes out on Monday. Who do you think is underlined for that? Like, they've really got to stand up to impress Foster. Oh, I think if we work our way through the back line, first and foremost, there's the midfield. Braden Enor uh, has a real chance this afternoon to um, get himself on, on the plane. I can think we can suggest that Anton Leonard-Brown will be there. We know Rico Ioane, Jordi Barrett will be there as well. It's a question of how many more midfielders do they take? So he gets an opportunity knowing that David Harvelli, um is there or thereabouts as well um, and, and also uh, Dallas McLeod to come off the bench. So it's an opportunity for Braden Enor to prove his worth this afternoon. And then you look at the outside backs as well. We haven't seen Leicester flying a Nuku so far this season in All Blacks colours. We haven't seen Sean, uh, uh, Sean Stevenson before in All Blacks colours on the right wing. Um, so those are two players that could also uh, are also going to be in the conversations once um, this game's done and dusted this afternoon and the All Black selectors move on to discussing their World Cup squad. Sean Stevenson would probably be unlikely to make that World Cup squad, but he's got a chance this afternoon to uh, you know stake a claim and um, leave himself um, too hard to leave out of this All Blacks mix. So certainly in the back line, there's opportunities as well. I think also halfback Finlay Christie will want to prove that um, he is the the right uh, or has the right to be on the plane uh, to France in, in the World Cup score. He's had a couple of chances off the bench so far this season. To be honest, I don't think he's taken those particularly well. He's had a couple of starts previously for the All Blacks, so I think he needs a, a big game this afternoon just to, um, in his own mind, perhaps more than anything, make sure that uh, he's ready to be on the plane uh, to France. And then in the four pack, look, uh, a lot of experience in that four pack, especially numbers. Four, five, seven, and eight. Uh, you know, nearing a hundred tests if they haven't got there already. All those players. The one on the blind side, Sammy Penny Fina, gets an opportunity again. That loose four mix, very, very interesting. Ethan Black had, a, had another wee injury tweak a couple of weeks back. Is he in the mix to go to France? Well, Sammy Penny Fina can maybe shut the door at, uh, this afternoon at uh, at Forsyth Bar. Then the front row as well. I mean, uh, the, the propping mix is going to be very interesting, Dars, for the World Cup. Nepal Alala has been a regular for the All Blacks for a number of seasons now. But there's going to be a squeeze at some point. Uh, Tamaiti Williams um, is in the mix this afternoon. Of course, we know the, the first choice props that they've got as well. Offer Tuanga Fasi can play both sides of the scrum. Fletcher Newell's on the bench this afternoon. Joe Moody um, coming back as well. They can't all go to the World Cup squads, uh, World Cup. So there is a bit of a squeeze that's going to happen uh, around the popping stakes as well. So while Ian Foster's been quick to play down you know, the, the World Cup implications, then no doubt in my mind there will be the some this afternoon players that will play their way in and probably players that will play their way out. Elliot Smith joins us. He's got the call this afternoon for the All Blacks kicking off at 2.35 from Dunedin. Utility versus specialist. And this is always a pretty keen debate, isn't it? When you've got players that can cover in the front row positions, uh, players in the back line that can cover a number of positions. What do you think the tendency is going to be with Foster around that selection? 
Well, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because I think we can name the majority of his first choice side at the moment and you know perhaps only a couple of uh, spots where you, maybe you quibble um, with the, the best mix for the, the locks and um, that's pretty much about it. It feels like it's pretty much been locked in. So uh, for someone that doesn't have the ability to play multiple positions or switch sides of the park, I'm talking left wing, right wing, um, you know, for example, Caleb Clark is very much locked in and as a left wing only. Leicester Fyangonuk, who can play left wing, you play midfield, you could put him probably on the right wing as well. So if you're not in that first choice 23 as it stands, a first choice 15, you've got to add some versatility, I think. And if you don't add versatility, then it becomes harder, not necessarily impossible, but harder to carry you in a World Cup squad. So if you have that versatility, ability to play multiple positions, um, then your stocks uh, go up in, in terms of being uh, in that, uh, you know, the rest of the squad, uh, as it were. So I think that's a, it's a really valuable skill to have. And, uh, you know, someone like a Braden Enor can play, uh, you know, both positions probably in midfield. Uh, at a push, you could probably uh, squeeze into to, to 12. Uh, you can play centre, obviously. You can play right wing as well. So all that versatility will be what the selectors um, will, will discuss as they get around the selection table whether it's later tonight or, uh, or, or Sunday morning. And finally, Elliot Smith, and thanks so much for your time. Where are the confidence levels with the Australians? They're looking at a New Zealand side that's had multiple changes to that consistent lineup they've shown over the last few weeks. And, of course, they're under the pump a wee bit as well after getting right royally bagged last weekend. Any confidence in them, do you think? Oh, I think there's a wee bit of confidence. Um, they were pretty happy with the way they played the first 20 minutes of each half, it was just the fact that they didn't play the, the back end of either half particularly well, and that's where it all crumbled. They've kept a pretty similar side from last week. Three changes to the pack. Uh, obviously, Ellen uh, Ala is out. Tani Tupo as well, so they've had to make some changes at prop. Um, but they've kept the similar side, so that for me shows that Eddie Jones thinks they actually weren't too far away last week. Um, you know, they've got a bit more settled than the All Blacks. They've been in Dunedin all week, so um, they'll take some promising signs for that. The pressure also isn't really on this week. Um, the the Bledisloe like Cup's gone, so they can't win that, but, um, you know, they can go and, and bloody uh, shake up the tree, as it were, heading into the World Cup and, and, and prove that they are a contenders. So I don't think there's too much pressure on them heading into this afternoon, but they can certainly make a statement and... Um, uh, and, you know, as I say, shake up the uh, the apple cart as we get to the World Cup if they were to get a win this afternoon. For more from the All Sport Breakfast with Darcy Watergrave, listen live to News Talk ZB on Saturday mornings or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.